Yeah, good evening. This is Buck, and I'm joined by the Professor and DJ. Welcome to the latest episode of Top Shelf Nerds, brought to you by Nerds Amalgamated, a subsidiary of TNC. Okay, first up for the week, um, Professor, I think this was you, wasn't it? The yes. Copyright rules or something. Yes, the US Copyright Office has been petitioned by, well, has been petitioned to change the Digital Millennium Copyright Act of 1996, which is the famous law that comes up whenever something gets posted on YouTube, like a full movie and gets removed. Mm-hmm. And they've been petitioned to change that because by the Nonprofit Museum of Art and Digital Entertainment <clears throat> because uh, of MMOs that get shut down with no support for fan-run service. There okay. are a bunch of MMOs that have been shut down in the last couple of years and fans have been trying to put together servers. But the issue is it's technically illegal for them to do that. Same with most abandonware software. But for the most part, you can get away with it as long as the company that owns the IP isn't still around. So the aim of this rule change is to make it legal for fans to set up these servers to run MMOs. The okay. current exemption seems to imply that um, that games that aren't online can be preserved by fans. So this will be an ex- uh, extension to that exemption to include online games. Hmm. Sounds logical. Yeah, I wonder what online games will they bring back? Would they would you would they like to bring back? Well, there's in the article in our show notes this week. There is a mention of Star Wars Galaxy and City of Heroes, which are two MMOs that have huge fan bases at the moment. Oh, Thank City. You. And I wouldn't be surprised if, say, Ultima Online came back. I don't believe I still play that at the moment. That could be fun. Yeah, well, it used to be that game used to have a big following back in the nineties. I remember, and there were a lot of MMO. I think had a big had a big um boom during the nineteen nineties, as I, as I recall. And I think well, there's a good reason for that because up until the nineteen nineties, the internet was not a thing. Yeah. Hey, here's yeah. you, you got me. You got me feeling nostalgic now, and I'm gonna have to go look at this. Oh no. Um, <laughs> Yeah, sorry for all those young children out there still trying to get pimples to pop. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually wondering about games such as like the classics like Moon Buggy and so forth, whether we can actually have them being available online to play and so forth. I haven't now, seen Moon anything. Buggies. Is that an arcade game? It was an arcade game, but I, I'd like to see something like that available online for us to play just for old times sake. The uh, actually my YouTube channel when I upload to it increasingly sporadically <clears throat> has um, focuses on old computer games and one thing I learned during my research for how to get old games to work on my computers is that archive.org hosts a huge collection of arcade games that you can run in the browser using emulators and because archive.org has very strict rules you can be sure that anything posted there is legal. I shall have to go and investigate this. The the biggest question would be though, once you bring back these old arcade games, is that do you still have to pay royalties to the creators or not? In these cases, not because they're classified as abandonware, which means that the owner of the copyright either doesn't exist or has let it lapse or they just don't care enough to chase it up. So there's a bunch of abandonware RTS games created by Westwood, who were bought out by EA and passed around. And because they've been passed around so much, a lot of those games are regarded as abandonware because nobody is sure who owns it. Although if someone did pick up the IP, they could come and demand that the abandonware versions be taken down, which has happened recently in the last couple of years. The game Falcon 4, which was a late 90s flight simulator, Mm -hmm. has a huge fan following who created Falcon 4 BMS, which is a an updated version. It's still getting updates to this day. Somebody bought the IP and tracked down the copyright for the Falcon series, and then they made it a requirement to own a legal copy of Falcon to base BMS off of. All right. Okay. Well, that's kind of suckful in some ways, I guess, but oh well. Um... Well, it also means that there's now a professional company interested in the... Pro- preservation of the falcon well, game and you can now buy them on steam yeah it's uh, that's the only reason why i said kind of 
At least, like, at least someone's taking an interest in it. But I don't like okay. limitations being put on things sometimes when someone takes it over. Um, but move, moving on, because we'll be here all night talking about this, which we we have done before, people, believe me. We, we spent, I think it was about seven hours once, talking about old games and old computers. Um, That's agreeable. That's agreeable. <laughs> um, the US Senator's special tax on violent games, or as I'm calling it, the stupid tax from a stupid idiot. Um, I think that was you, DJ. Oh, yes, that was me. So this came out today, actually. So uh, Rhode Island Rep- Representative Robert D- uh, Nardilio. I, will, I've, I've, I probably have I got the name wrong. Uh, so he's announced plans to introduce legislation that will add up to 10% tax to all M-rated video games sold in the state. Under his proposal, revenues raised by the taxes will go to special go to a special fund for school districts to support counselling, mental health programs and other conflict resolution activities. Um, and the minister, for, the representative states that there is evidence that children exposed to violent video games at a young age tends to act, tend to act more aggressively than those who are not, uh, without actually citing any evidence. Um, he states that this bill would give schools additional resources to help the students deal with the aggression in a positive way. Uh, his go- end goal is basically to make every school in Rhode Island a safe and calm place for students to learn. By offering children resources to manage their aggression today, we can ensure a more peaceful tomorrow. Uh, he, he also said that the tax is necessary because the First Amendment because First Amendment protection means states cannot legally ban the sale of video games to minors. And so he claims the only way to address issues like school shootings is to raise and allocate funds to programs aimed at reducing aggression caused by games. I don't know about you guys, but this is just a this is just a cop a cop out just saying like oh yeah we're gonna um because of school shooting we gotta implement these things and we we can't we won't do much about gun gun protection so we're gonna ban all guns so we're gonna do this instead. Okay, um, I agree with the sentiment that they need more funding for mental health. I disagree that attacks on violent games is the way to do it especially since he was clear about implying that games are the reason people are aggressive. And um, did, did, did he somehow miss the massive movement of students conducting a lie-in about gun control and students from the school in Florida actively pursuing gun control rather than attacks? Like, why is it every time a politician wants to introduce an idea about something, it's, we've got to introduce a new tax. Like, can, can, can we get someone intelligent in government who goes, instead of introducing a new tax, how about we do something better with what we're doing? Because that's a short, Because they're looking more in the short-term solution rather than long-term. Because they but, think it's not, tax- but it's not short-term solution either because it's not doing anything except taking more money away from people. Well, okay, but then it's it's it is kind of well, it's kind of punishing the person in terms of the hit, in terms of hip pocket, though. Like yeah, yeah, well, so why does everyone everyone have to be punished? Like the majority of gamers aren't out there shooting people and attacking people. You, you I think you'd actually find that a, a majority of the people committing violent acts aren't gamers. So it, it, that's the thing, though, with, with game like the media makes it out to be like the gamers are the big boogeyman that's the problem that's the problem with the media the media makes it out make like with uh um... boogeyman <laughs> is this some creepy um... dancer <laughs> you know what's a boogeyman um if take taking it on the idea of violent attacks etc and supplying funding to mental health does that mean we could actually see the same moronic politician and political people introducing attacks on the sale of basketballs and footballs and so forth because a majority of those involved in bullying play basketball and football in America. So uh, that... Because that's, that's, that's as valid as saying computer games. Like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not actually stating that as a fact. I'm just saying, like, some idiot saying that violent video games are the reason for all this violence is about as valid as me saying that most of the people who commit 
acts of bullying and so forth are sports people. So can we introduce a tax on the sale of sports items to, and the funding raised by that go to support mental health for people who are bullied and harassed? Okay, so American football includes a high chance of concussion and concussions have been linked to aggressive behaviour, unlike games. So, yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just... So, so it's just picked a, a trendy target and said, this is the target we need to take to do a thing. He hasn't gone and said, we just need to fix the problem. He's trying to pick a trendy target so he can deflect blame from the problem. I, I think we, we need to put up a link to this senator's office so that people from around the world know exactly what this moron looks like and they can actually start sending emails to him complaining about the inadequacies of his research for one and suggesting attacks on sports jocks for their impact on violent behavior okay but here's a question for you guys so let's say let's say hypothetically this tax it this tax gets uh, enacted and everyone gets 10%. Could you see this happening in other countries, other Western countries, like, for example, Australia? Well, Australian politicians chop their pants and grab their ankles at a change <laughs> of breeze. But um, so that's, yeah, um, I reckon no, because you're going to find such a massive backlash because they've then got to actually go through the classifications and actually specify about the violence as, a, as suitable for the taxation purpose. And... That's Which is already done under the classification system. Yeah, they've they've got certain classification stuff, but yeah. they're going to have to go through and define it in relation to the tax. So they're going to have to go through and they're going to have to have people involved in developing that. So it's going to be like five years minimum before something happens, which I think given historical context of America, we'll probably have had another five or six shootings in the meantime. Five or six, yeah. Okay. I usually underestimating that. I mean, like the the large group attacks, like not every day driving down to Seven Eleven to get yourself a Slurpee and being shot on the way. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so, so, do you reckon this this whole scenario is a whole causation correlation situation? No, it's not even that because the studies show that games don't correlate with violence. Because yeah, like we. We were talking about this before, and I asked the question, like, what what was the game that Vlad the Impaler was playing? Um, what was what was the game that the Crusaders played before they went and invaded the Middle East and slaughtered millions? Um, Did Stalin play Pol Pot? Yeah. Like, oh, there's, there's all these historical people that are known for violence and extreme amounts of it, like, they didn't have computer games and so forth. I think that's. I think the reality there is, as I was saying, like the, the sports thing. Like most of the violent people I've ever known have been sports people. So let's yeah, tax sport. Looking at the TV during State of Origin. Yes. Uh, let's not go there. <laughs> um, it, it's the the best thing to say about this is it's a knee jerk reaction from an idiot trying to get his face on TV and try to say that he's doing something about it, but not really just being an idiot. Um, that's that's my response, and if he takes offence and wants to come and discuss it with me, I'm quite happy to sit down and have a discussion with him yes. and disprove how wrong he is. We're perfectly happy to have a guest on our podcast. <laughs> and if we happen to get an American politician who happens to be the current member of the House of Representatives for his state then that will give us a huge amount of exposure, so please do. So the challenge the challenge is there, Senator, whatever your name is. Please contact please please contact us. We're we're quite happy to have a discussion about you about how inept and retarded your position is and destroy you. <laughs> what are the chances you reckon he'll uh, he'll <laughs> the chances he'll what are the chances anyone knows who we are? <laughs> probably, I, I probably give a little it, uh, to none. But um we can issue the dollar. challenge. <laughs> I put a dollar that he will not he, that he will not respond to us. I bet you one dollar he will not respond to us. Well, do you see either of us like, disagreeing with both just said he's not likely to? No. Nah. Sorry sorry there folks. The DJ is only an Android robot and unfortunately <laughs> the logic chip is loose more often than not because we 
keep slapping him upside the head whenever he says something silly. <laughs> uh, he doesn't have a Twitter account. <laughs> we can't no. tweet this guy. And, and and he is he and oh, I thought you were meaning DJ's doesn't have a Twitter no, account. No, the uh, he, the politician doesn't tweet, but he doesn't tweet. <laughs> Um, As opposed to DJ, who was a twit and is in a podcast. You better better move along, otherwise we will yep. sit here and running out of insults. Which, <laughs> no, they're not likely. Um, Samsung 9. Um, this is something I was reading a bit earlier today. I was looking through some news about a few bits and pieces, and there's actually been some images leaked for the new Samsung Galaxy S9 by MWC. Um I can't remember who MWC are. This was a story I picked up off of the BBC, and it's computer-generated 3D images of the new phone, um, and it's being hacked. It's been hacked out of a program called Unpack 2018, which is being supplied to invitees to the launch on Sunday in Barcelona to download. So somebody's actually gone through and hacked the program, gotten these images, and raced out to share it with the world and try and reduce the impact of Samsung's release. So, like, are are these people stupid that they don't realise Samsung's going to go through and find out who they are and they'll never get another invitation to the party or Samsung's done it knowing that someone is going to do it to generate media interest. I'm surprised that someone actually managed to, literally surprised like. Managed to I'm not. Sorry, you, what, you vanished there for a sec. Pardon? You vanished for a second there or was it me? Oh sorry. Huh? Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm literally surprised to be honest um, how this guy could man- could get, could hack into, could hack into it and just get lo- all these images and distribute it all in one fell swoop. I'm not surprised at all. It's uh, an Android app, which is easy to unpack anyway. It's publicly available on the App Store. Mm-hmm. And they say that it's come off the, uh, the Samsung website, the Samsung servers, mm-hmm. by the app. So that means that Samsung has poor security on their server, which doesn't surprise me at all. Because if you know anything about internet security, and you know anything about how companies deal with that, especially the last year or two with big companies getting hacked, you know that most there's no chance of actually, it being done. Most of them struggle to even spell the word security. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or understand um, the concept of it. The, the, the thing that gets me with this is the constant arrogance of these hackers attacking these companies and hacking information out of stuff and sharing it to try and make themselves feel better or something. I don't know. But the more they do it, the less, it's, less we're going to see innovation coming from the companies. And the companies are just, they're going to either really beef up security, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, or it's going to annoy everybody else and sales are going to drop. And like, yeah, there's, there's leaks listed here for about Lenovo, Nokia, Asus, and Sony, other than just like there was the iPhone leaks back in September and... Yeah, like they're they're looking at the iOS 11 code for that. And yeah, like there's all these breaches of security and it touches back in on what we were saying last week about um, uh, the arrogance being concerned about, like um, Bill Gates being concerned about the arrogance and so forth of a lot of these companies with regards to security and everything else. You know, swimming through the article again, I'm starting to think it might actually have been partly intentional. It, it, the images the, uh, trend were... is to try and go viral. Yeah, yeah, that's the reason why I did say that they, I, I'm not sure whether it was something Samsung's involved with where it's they wanted it to happen. Like from what I can see, the images were intended to be part of the the release spectacular etc and maybe it's been this has happened to generate media interest so you think it's a pr talking about it well yeah it's working people are talking about it it's on the bbc world news um and it's carrying information there about all these other hacks so it generates discussion 
around these ideas. So, so, it, so, it, so in other words, it, it brings up two discussions. One's about the power of these hackers and never mess with them. And the other one is basically Samsung's new um, device, uh, Samsung's new device. So, Well, the hackers you truly need to be concerned about aren't this blatantly stupid. So people, people like this, you need to be concerned about, but if it's a PR stunt, um, yeah, it's probably not really all that difficult to hack. Most of your university graduates could probably do it. But, um, yeah, it's more a matter of just the integrity of what is being claimed of a hack these days is up for question. Yeah. Like, I, like the one, a, a good example of a hack would be, like, um, Sony, Sony Entertainment being hacked a long time ago. Remember that, fellas? It wasn't that long. It was only a couple of years ago. Yeah, but still, that you're that, not that the... old, DJ. <laughs> and if you if you if you want a a serious hack to be concerned about, uh, you've got the WikiLeaks hack of the U.S. government, where they went and obtained terabytes of information and released it to the public. Oh yeah, yeah, that was damaging, very damaging. But yeah, I I agree with you there. This this kind of feels like a, a media stunt. This does this does look like a media stunt. Like with all the like, I'm looking at the article as well. And um, allegedly, of the box devices, box indicates the phone would have a dual aperture camera. So it's it's all like it's all just um, hype and uh, telling out information. It's just an advertisement, basically. Mm. Well, as as I said, like this with, with this, it's touching on that concept of what Bill Gates was saying about the arrogance from some of these companies that is going to invite stricter government regulation and involvement so yeah there's it wasn't the main reason why i was actually wanting to bring this up it was more because it was just out of general interest because they got some images there and some information but the discussion has started to follow the rabbit hole yeah would you guys ever buy the um uh, with this in mind would you still buy the buy the samsung with this i don't in- care that they released a, f- a few days before the actual announcement no why would that change anything unless it told us that the phone actually sucks? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which there, there is actually a discussion there about one that does suck, and that's um, Apple. So any Apple fans there? Yeah. I'm sorry, I dislike Apple. It's not the podcast for you. <laughs> it's, 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 it's my personal view, not the rest of the podcast. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't like Apple, and I don't like Marvel all that much. <laughs> they got they got some great products. Don't get me wrong, but Apple, it's there's more hype than quality. Um, yeah. And Marvel, it's all hype and hippie. And yeah, <laughs> we will move right along, <laughs> folks, because otherwise I'll start be getting in question about how salty I am by the DJ. <laughs> um, Paramount Studios um, trans they, they're dropping Transformers Six. Is it? Oh, yeah. The uh, from the article, it uh, seems like they're cancelling Transformers Six, which isn't the Bumblebee spinoff, but okay. presumably the next movie in the main series. And presumably, if they're dropping that and going for a reboot, which the article implies, then they're going to drop the Bumblebee spinoff sequel if it does well. So presumably, there'll be one Bumblebee spinoff, and then they'll go for the reboot. Okay. Hmm. So bye bye Michael ba- Michael Bay if he do- it's a director reboot. <clears throat> hopefully, <laughs> I mean I'm not I, really I one to... for Transformers, but hopefully if they replace Michael Bay, they will be able to get some robot designers who can make robots that don't look like shit. Mm. They should just they should bring back G1 the G1 robots. Those G1 days were the great days of Transformers. Can can, can they go back to the uh, uh, like a an Optimus Prime that looks like the original Optimus Prime rather than some pimped up pretender with like, I'm sorry, I'm still confused about the, the flames on the side. Is he a truck or a hot rod? I'm still, I'm still confused about the faceplate. How, you know, how we, we all saw the cartoons and plate. Then now he has a mouth and you're like, oh, what the hell? Well, the heads just, they, they're not the same as what you got in the original Transformers. Um, just ugly. It's, oh. They just. I said that fight choreography sucks. Well, yes, yes, I agree with you there. See, America, this is the reason why people are violent. It's not the actual content; it's about the inept, pathetic nature of some of these things. My other, my gripe with Transformers is how 
The uh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, Shia LaBeouf. He hasn't even I, been in it for like three movies. I think it's. More, I think you're just jealous because you got knocked back on a date with that particular bot that you liked. <laughs> Not Daniel Day Lewis bot. No. <laughs> no. Well, he still pines for Daniel Day Lewis, but yeah, no, there was a, there, there was another bot that he wanted to have a relationship with. Oh, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so yeah, looking looking at some of the the images here, and I'm just thinking back to when I was growing up and watching Transformers as a child, and Optimus Optimus Prime's sword looks completely different. And originally, I don't remember him having a sword in the original series to start with. He had a gun. So he had a uh, wrist cannon. Then he, he had was, a. He he's he had a trailer that he used to drag around that was a control command center. Hmm. That and he was red, not red and blue. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. It was red. His feet were blue. Yeah. Um, I've actually got one of the original toys that I love, like my nephews and nieces have tried to steal it from me numerous times, but yeah. <laughs> I guard I that thing so amazingly well. Don't touch Bucky's toys. <laughs> touch uh, Bucky's this... toys and he'll touch you. Oh. Oh, came out wrong. I beg your pardon? That just sounded so wrong. That oh. came out wrong. <laughs> That's not good. Oh, you've been spending too much time. what I was working. trying to say. You've been spending too much time with the DJ. <laughs> Well, someone has to. We've got to keep him prepared. Yeah, but yeah, maybe turn off the voice modulation if you're going to start talking like him now. Um, you know, yeah. I'd like to see. But, uh, uh, but my question, my, here's the thing though with the with the Transformers movies. So the other thing that that bugged me about the whole Transformers movie was that, like it didn't really have much substance and style. Like, and you're surprised about this with because of what? Like, I'm sorry, but Michael Bay. Is a shallow teaspoon with a hole in it. Like there was not much bigger like story, like you know, with like it was just like for example, in the first Transformers was like, oh yeah, we're st- we're gonna fight the um, we're gonna we're gonna fight the um, the Decepticons. And the second was just still we're still fighting the Decepticons. Third was still it was just kept on back and forth, and there did, was like. Did you actually watch the original cartoon series? No, I'm talking about the movies. No, but uh, yeah, I know that. But I'm asking, did you actually watch the original cartoon series? Yes, I did. Okay, so what part of that was the whole concept of the original cartoon? No, no, I, because have you missed? no, no. The point I'm trying to make is that it was originally um, afterwards. Like they would normally have fight in the, they would have they would have the fights at Cybertron, but not at, not on Earth. In the Transformers well, movies, it was in the Transformers movies. Wasn't Cybertron destroyed? I don't know. I only ever saw the first one. Um, in the last one, I think Cybertron was trying to merge with the with Earth. Earth, and they ended up with a almost. Um, actually, I'm surprised um, Mr. Cameron hasn't come and got upset at them for stealing some of his ideas from um, uh, Avatar. Avatar with the floating planetoid stuff and all that sort of stuff sort of thing um yeah like i was i, I was watching it and i actually had to stop it and walk away because of the fact that <laughs> i thought I would, i'd put the wrong disc in and had to get up and check that and it annoyed yeah, me so i actually so much walked time. away because yeah like because they've copied it so much time travel and stuff going on in those movies now as it wasn't no i only know about it from like uh cinema sins and stuff <laughs> and there's so much time travel and all of that crap going on that I'm honestly not surprised the plot makes no sense. Well, not really. And time they bring travel. back Cybertron more often than they bring back Gallifrey and Doctor Who. <laughs> well, it's not much time travel. It's more of the hyper bridge they call it. And, the inter- and, and don't knock Doctor Who, please. Uh, that 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 that's a, a a group of fans we don't want to get into an argument with. Star Trek, not a problem. 
Marvel. Yeah. I will lead the army of Doctor Who fans against us if I have to. Um, well, you're the one that's uh, and he's just comparing a Michael, <laughs> a, a, a Michael Bay movie with Doctor Who. Yeah. Like, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing a Transformers movie done by the guys who did Pacific Rim, though. I would love to. See, I'd love to see that. Um, Especially Del Toro. Yeah. yeah, Del Toro and the, the guy who choreographed the fights from that. Because those felt like robots that were actually fighting and not just scrap metal rolling over each other. As, as harsh as this is going to sound, I w- I'd actually love to see um, a reboot of Transformers with the choreographers from either the original X-Men movies or... Go get some of the guys from Asia that were in like Hidden Tiger, Crouching, Crouching Dragon. Oh, you mean Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? That, that too. So um, ninja you, robots? Well, <laughs> not necessarily ninja robots, but these guys put so much thought. Like you, what you go watch one of these movies with the fight scenes. It it is incredibly fantastic and insanely over the top with the flying on the wire and all that sort of stuff. Have you guys seen? Still fun to watch, and it doesn't look retarded. Have you guys seen Kung Fu Hustle? Yes. That was a brilliant movie, wasn't it? No. I thought it was brilliant, like with Stephen Ch- with Stephen Chow and the, the, that last fight. Actually, um, if you want something like that, um, and to include that with Transformers, Bulletproof Monk. <gasps> like seriously, let's let's go get the guys from Bulletproof Monk. Let's. Um, what's it? What was the guy who played the bulletproof monk? I can't remember his name. Chow Young Fat. Chow Young Fat. Let's get Chow Young Fat to do Optimus Prime. Oh, like seriously? Would can you imagine how sexy and sweet? But Peter Cullen's voice is already sexy as it is. But Peter Chow Cullen. Young, Chow Young Fat is yeah. He did I hear you wrong? No, that's Peter Cullen. He's he's the voice of Optimus Prime in the movies. Yeah, but it, there's Cullen. more to it than so just the voice. Isn't Peter Cullen the character? I don't know. Yeah, second. From um, Twilight? Probably. The, the DJ does like No, okay. he's the voice he's, actor. Uh, yeah. He's the voice actor for um, Optimus Prime and Ironhide. Uh, oh, he looks a bit like um, an older... He's uh, the Breaking Bad. Yeah, Brian Cranston. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> he does. Holy smokes, he does. So but they anyways. have uh, He is Optimus Prime in the movies. Though. Yeah. He was always Optimus Prime in every Transformers franchise. Mm. But yeah, anyways, let's go. Let's move along. Actually, if we if if we're gonna go for a, a truly sexy voice from a man that everyone on the planet who's a nerd loves and he's one of the coolest people around, I nominate James L. Jones. Ooh. A man with yeah. a, a man with a voice so ballsy that even Barry White loved him. <laughs> Here's what I was confused about. It was Edward Cullen, the guy from Twilight. Uh, <laughs> I'm a bit concerned you actually seem to know the name, but that's... Fine. I had an ex who was into it. Like, don't get me wrong, I've got nothing against guys who enjoy whatever genre of movie they like. I just... The, the, yes, the as long as Twilight as Saga was just kind of painful. Yeah. Well, no, it... Well, see, I've I'm, actually seen or read any of it. Nah, nah, I'm never even going to touch it. I'm not going to even touch this one. <laughs> that's, that's actually quite surprising coming from DJ. Yeah. Um, but okay, now um, let, let's just move along to trouble. Um, we're starting to get a little bit risque there. Um, Richard Branson is planning a hyperloop for India. Not sure if you guys have heard about this at all. Yeah, I've read. I've read up. I've read up on it, and yeah, it is a it is a very nice incentive. But a billion people. A billion people trying to revamp the tra- public transport system in India. Oh, that's well, it's a... not. It's not the entire system to start. It's it's a it's a let let's start at one section of it and move through and and do some of it. Like um, the hi- the version Hyperloop is going, is proposed to connect the city of Pune. Pune. I, I think Pune. It, yeah, Pune. I'm sorry yeah. about my pronunciation there. The yeah, and the new airport at Mumbai. So he's he's looking at a hyper-speed train, so it's only a 25-minute trip instead of three hours and 25 minutes. So it's not the entire network. It's at the moment the home. It's it's just the one thing, but it's it's a start and it's helping to bring Indian 
train systems into a much more modern, more, more, much more modern way of operating. Although, and, what happened to Elon's Hyperloop? Um, there was some mention of that in the article. I did see his name mentioned when they were talking about. It was first theorized in 2013 by Elon Musk to try and help the infra- address the infrastructure bottlenecks in India. But yeah, I don't know. Like it's like Elon. It just felt like it. It feels like an empty promise. But I could be wrong. Basically, like even with the money that. Uh, Modi has put in like 8.6 trillion rupees, which is about 113 billion to this. Yeah, but the thing is, Richard Branson, when he gets involved in something like this, generally does deliver. Like he, it, yeah, it, he's put in his name there. So there's got to be a lot of research that's happened. He's taking it over the line. Like he's he's put his name on it now. It's the Virgin Hyperloop One. So yeah, like it, it's. It's one of those things that's almost guaranteed to be happening at some point. And according to the article, which links to Virgin Hyperloop's website, I've been testing it in Nevada, and it seems to be successful. So, And if I um, remember correctly, it's going to be a subway-style system rather than open-air. Is that correct? Um, I just remember seeing somewhere something about it where they were referring to it as it's more of a a subway system rather than open air to help reduce some of the safety concerns and issues. Yes, a second. I'm looking at it. Yeah. It must have been a different article than the one I've got in front of me at the moment. Um, oh, just give me a second. Yeah, it's... Sorry, folks. Um, I just, yeah, I might be mistaken. Or oh, is this, it's not in this article. Yes, it uh, says here that the Hyperloop one will be built on columns or below ground to avoid that... grade crossings and wildlife. That, yeah, so I, I like the underground version because of the, just the safety side of things. Yeah. Um, because then even if there's a earthquake, which does happen in India occasionally, it's not dropping on somebody's head. No, no. Um, and the engineering involved would be addressing issues with flooding and so forth. So there's no need to worry about that aspect of it. So... So, so in actuality, it's just basically a monorail they're trying to build. Um, well, it's actually no, not really. It's not a monorail. It is a super train, magnetically levitated. Yeah, it's yeah. like what Japan has got, which is not a monorail. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, the bullet trains. Yeah. No, a maglev is what you're thinking of. Yes, maglev. They exist as regular trains that run on your tracks, but the design of a hyperloop involves completely encasing a maglev in a tube and evacuating that tube of all gas so that you can travel even faster and instead of having it as just with with the tunnel system instead of having one track underneath it's a track above or or you can have the four points which help to stabilize the train and give a smoother ride which when you're traveling at 240 miles an hour is something you really want to address okay but yeah, I, it, it, if it helps out the, the country overall, good on him. If it doesn't, eh, he's going to have a big, big problem on his hands. There are some cool images on, um, on the Hyperloop site, which is linked in that article as well. Mm. Through here, they have images of the, uh, the test. I think that might have been where I first heard about the, um, the tunnel system. That's, I'm, I'm just looking at the video there from the Hyperloop site, and it was yeah, all in a tunnel. So, yeah, I, so, um, I, I love it. Yeah, I <laughs> recommend checking out the uh, the Hyperloop site through that article as well. And can, can we actually? We can add, yeah, let's request, add that to the show notes as well. And can can yeah. we actually request um, Queensland Rail take a look at this? <laughs> no, <laughs> just you know, like we've got a country that's got as much distance to cover as what the Indians have got. Actually, look cool. at the, the video on the Hyperloop site. Instead of the standard um, single magnet underneath, it's actually a series of magnetic rings to help <laughs> with the propulsion. Yes. Well, like I did the, recall... Railgun. Yes. <laughs> well, that, I that, did would re- be, that would be worth going to India just to ride on that and say, I've been for a ride on a railgun. <laughs> I would totally do that. So I hope that uh, one day they can... It's a theory I saw a while back to build a railgun 
with a passenger pod like this for shooting stuff into space. Yes. I um, want to see that. That is just so awesome. I've, uh, I've actually seen an idea where they're doing something similar to that as part of the space elevator program. So instead of having just a small barrel that you you get shot out and you then have to control where everything goes, they had a geostationary satellite orbiting the planet with a special cable and running the length of the cable is a or series of cables is a series of um, these magnetic propulsion units similar to what they've got for this hyperloop train. So and that's it, entirely based in orbit? It's connected um, to the ground? It's connected to the ground, and it, instead of having a spaceship that goes up and down via freefall, it's like this. So it's like a space elevator, but on a railgun process. So you could actually okay. have something that goes from the surface of the planet up into outer space in a geostationary space station area, and then you then transfer across to a shuttle that transfers you out to another space station further out for further interstellar travel. Um, the, co- the costings in the initial forecasting, I can't remember, but it was astronomically huge. But the safety Yeah, and I imagine everything... it has the same issue as a space elevator. Well, it is, it is a space elevator, but in, mm. instead of the standard space elevator design... Using this, the maglev slash mag that, that gun technology helps to propel it up at a, a at a good speed, but it also helps with the descent. So, because it's encased and it's dropping down, the magnets can actually be used to help create a a stop, so it actually stays stationary, and that could also be used to help create platforms for research for weather, etc. At heights that are normally out beyond standard achievable levels so yeah what i reckon we'll see if uh hyperloops take off is a combination hyperloop and bfr transport system you take the hyperloop to your local bfr uh spaceport Mm -hmm. then climb into the bfr and get launched to another continent i think it's the best combination of the technology you could do um i like the idea of taking this one step even further and not quite the same as the reboot for um sorry folks complete mental blank there um there's a the movie um it was a reboot from um arnold schwarzenegger with mars so uh, uh, you mean uh, Total Recall. Total Recall. yeah so instead of going through the, the heart of the planet but having a series of rail networks that are buried at a couple of kilometers below the ground or something like that um I've seen something about that somewhere once before as a projected form of getting people about the place, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Like I said, we'll, uh, I think we'll it, it hopefully will get built within our lifetimes. Hopefully. Well, this hyperloop is aiming for 2021 for the Pune to Mumbai, was it? Pune yeah. to Mumbai, yeah. Route. They're, they're, plan- BFR... they're planning to have three of them. I think it is by 2021. Okay. And BFR is designed to, well, Elon is being very optimistic knowing uh, SpaceX deadlines, mm-hmm. but he'd like to have it in testing sometime this year, I believe. Wasn't Branson playing with a shuttle system as well? Yeah, they yeah. had uh, Virgin Galactic, which used Spaceship One, which okay. is a spaceship Space tourist launched company. from, yeah, it's a spaceship launched from a, an aircraft. Hmm. Okay. I'm not sure if it will keep being as relevant. I don't think it's designed for heavy lift. It's mostly designed for tourism. But uh, if we get to Falcon Heavy and BFR, I'm not sure if there's still space for Spaceship One or whatever well, version they release in the next 10 years. Well, the original plane flown by the Wright brothers was made out of timber, paper, and string. So, yep. <laughs> you know. Funny thing about that, I've got a book, uh, an ebook here from Project Gutenberg called The Boy Mechanic, and it's a series of uh, mechanics and electrical experiments designed uh, by, well, compiled by the Popular Mechanics Publishers in 1913. Okay. And the one of the first ones is how to build a like scaled down right flyer. Oh, sounds like I a lot of fun. Went, yeah, I'm going to completely pass over that because knowing my luck, I'll build it and it will come apart on me. <laughs> <laughs> I understand.
has to uh, fly, goes down in flames. Yes, well, and it doesn't know. even have an engine, so that would be very impressive. <laughs> but then I, some of the, the most fun I've ever had is actually by playing around with a glider as a kid made out of polystyrene and held together with powder pop sticks after it started, after it had crashed a few times because it was supposed to be similar oh, to sorry. a... Um, Did I forget to mention this is a, a manned glider? Oh, so you're actually going to be sitting inside it. Yeah. Oh. It's big enough to hold a person. Actually, <laughs> I think... Isn't there a competition where they... Like, in Sydney where, for Red Bull, where they actually... Yeah, Red Bull Birdman. I reckon you could look at doing that for that. Hmm. And you might set a whole new record and everyone will be going, dude. <laughs> and you can you could point your finger at the jocks that are sitting there with a surfboard and a pair of cardboard wings and go, well, you know, us nerds, we tend to look around a bit more. <laughs> it's called okay. the, uh, fellas, it's called the Red, Bu- Red Bull Flu Tag, uh, Flug Tag, F-L-U-G-T-A-G. Which okay. I think is German for Birdman. Yeah, oh, f- um, flight day and air show. Yeah, German for okay. that. So, okay. um, yeah. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Anyways, we're, we're going to move along before we get into trouble. Okay, well, if you want to. <laughs> you're, you're excited to talk about this, I'm guessing, oh, DJ, it, aren't you? It, it's, it's, it, it, well, it's big news. Well, it's sort of big news in a sense. We've got, well, with the movie, well, with this sort of, with, this sort of thing is big news. Uh, it's the shadow of the Tomb Raider. News have emerged that um, of, of of its details. Well, that's just uh, from what I've read. It's not called the shadow of the Tomb Raider, but leaks at Square Enix states that it might be called that. Uh, um, the rumors of it will be released around mid to late 2018. After a tweet from Square Enix on December last year, seven, saying that the game announcing the game's existence. Uh, Enix also stated that it won't be very long between the official reveal and when you can play. Uh, I funnily, funnily enough, this info of all this, like the title and other snippets of info about the visuals, were all leaked last year in November when a Reddit user saw someone use someone um, opening up a laptop in a work trip and looking at a Tomb Raider slideshow presentation. The title of the slide, <laughs> Shadow. Shadow of the Tomb Raider as now that person's to be... gonna get fired for that. <laughs> I hope they weren't under NDA. Oh, uh, basically the plot of the story so far is, as the title implies, Lara's got coming into her own and moving towards towards the full fledged Tomb Raider we all know so well. And there is also a two, 2018. Huh? Two... Can you, I'm sorry. Can can you re- repeat that because you're breaking up again. Sorry. No, no, I'm just trying to understand how they, they, they can say Laura's coming into her own as a Tomb Raider. Like, the only, <laughs> well, only the Tomb Raider that I know that's a, that was as, as being more successful than Lara was Indiana Jones. <laughs> coming into her own and moving towards the full-fledged Tomb Raider we all know, know so well. <laughs> well, there is her dad. Wasn't her dad a Tomb Wasn't Wait, what? What do they say about dad though? But dad, really dad, dad wasn't a big anymore? thing in the games. That was only in the movie. Yeah, if you tell it? any, if you talk to anyone about Tomb Raider, they think Lara Croft. They don't think Lara Croft's dad, do they? Do you even know uh, what his name is? Oh, was it Sir something uh, Croft? So oh, was it was it Sir Edward oh. Croft or something? No, no, how, how? You're going on the movie, not the games. Ah, uh, right. Because I always thought Come the back games. to the games. The the movie was so far removed from the games. It's like the Transformers movie is like the, the series of movies that are doing at the moment are so far removed from the original Hasbro <coughs> cartoons. It's a completely different entity, and yeah, yeah. Um, I... That's the, the whole reason why I was saying like, can 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 you explain that statement about Lara Croft coming into her own? Like because. The, be- the greatest Tomb Raiders we've had were Indiana Jones followed by Lara Croft. And then oh, later listen. on you had Uncharted was a, a great reboot of the idea of the Tomb Raider series, but with more of a criminal aspect. Yes, let me just dynamite this incredibly rare ancient <laughs> structure. Yeah, like, they, they've, the one thing that all of them have got in common, great, like, I think I saw a meme somewhere on Facebook once, Indiana Jones, greatest archaeologist of all time. 
He's still yet to leave a historical site intact without destroying it as he steals the treasures. Oh, and in, I know. Like, well, okay, what was the crusade? He didn't even steal anything. Pardon? In the last crusade, he didn't even get to steal anything. Yeah. Oh, no, he, he stole stuff. He stole the yeah. he stole the cup, but then it caused an earthquake. Yeah, but the cup fell back, back into the wreckage. Yeah. yeah, but he destroyed something. He destroyed lots of things. Yeah, he but, destroyed uh, a crypt. He set it on fire. <laughs> he destroyed a boat. But with this, uh, by the way, fellas, with this game, it also there is also a Tomb Raider movie coming out this year on March 16th. So, dear, I haven't uh, heard a thing about it. Well, I actually I've out heard in three weeks and I haven't heard about it. I've, I've, heard, I've heard something about it, but yeah, nothing that I'm getting excited about yet. Well, I think the um char- the per- the woman that's playing as Lara in that game in, in the movie is the chick who played in um what was that movie? Oh, Ex Machina or Ex Machinima, whichever one. Um... Machina. Yeah, Ex Machina. That's the one. Oh, was it? Wait, is Machina? But. Because this is um, yeah, a voice-only podcast, I, I will apologize to the people. I, I am at the moment shaking my head very slowly and sadly. <laughs> that went Placing my face in my palms and <laughs> just in utter despair. Is it because of the game or is it because of the movie? No, it's because of you. <laughs> How can you get Machina wrong? Oh, okay. Let's that's another discussion for another time. But let's just dive into this. No, no, no. <laughs> um, looking at the time, I'm sorry, but that's all we have time for this week. Um, we went a bit over last week because we went we cut out early the week before. Um, so you'll get there. This this is we 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 just wish to say thank you for listening. Um, once again, this is a presentation of Top Shelf Nerds by Nerds Amalgamated as brought to you by um, That's Not Canon Productions. Please take the time to peruse all our other shows and enjoy the variety. And also feel free to leave us a message, whether it's under the podcast on our Facebook page, and we will get back to you. Um, as Mr. Tupac, I think it is, was the name, has found out we do respond to you as quickly as we can so that's good night from me see you next week godspeed my dudes godspeed and we will try to endeavor to fix the dj so he's not embarrassing (laughs) hold up What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.